All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and welcome to this daily morning podcast from Bloomberg Quint. I'm Neeraj Shah. Less than a week after the global markets largely shrugged off the warning from Apple that the coronavirus was posing a bigger hit to sales and production than previously expected, global indices finally imploded on Monday. The Dow Jones Industrial Average has erased its gains for the year. The yield on the 10-year Treasury sank to the lowest since 2016. The risk of mood has hardened as the epidemic spread to more than 30 countries, with South Korea reporting a jump in infections and Italy locking down an area of 50,000 people near Milan. Remember, finance chiefs and central bankers from the largest economies warned this weekend that they saw the virus bringing downside risk to global growth. The drop was the largest that the Dow Jones has seen in two years. And yes, while the Dow futures have risen over 200 points following the worst drop, that's hardly solace because even if stocks bounce back very quickly from days like this, and even if summer is approaching, which may help combat the coronavirus, the fears will be about the economic impact that will come in. Remember, companies from Apple to local consumer durable companies in India, which have spoken to Bloomberg Quint, are all citing issues in production and demand and the impact on numbers in the near term. Oil tumbled by the most in almost seven weeks as the worsening coronavirus outbreak fueled concerns that the global economy will falter. Futures fell 3.7% in New York on Monday, which was the largest drop since early January. Over the last five days, as I calculated, Brent crude, after dropping quite a bit, has declined a further 2.44%. The one heartening piece of news is that China's unprecedented lockdown and restrictions have blunted the spread of the virus and averted hundreds of thousands of infection cases, according to the World Health Organization. While multiple revisions to the official data have raised questions about whether the decline in China's new cases should be trusted, the 80% drop is real, according to WHO Assistant Director General Bruce Aylward. In other news, a recap of the second long-term repo operation from RBI is warranted. The auction was bid five times the amount on offer as lenders locked in cheap one-year money from the Reserve Bank of India. It received 52 bids worth 1.23 trillion rupees. The demand was, however, lower in the first auction, which saw demand exceeding the funds on offer by nearly eight times as lenders rushed to borrow the three-year money at lower rates from the central bank. Still, the RBI would believe that this is a successful operation and let's see if this indeed results in transmission of lower rates to the borrowers. Asian markets have started off with a deep shade of red and the SGX Nifty, relatively better behaved, is actually showing a tick of green for now, largely owing to the rise in the futures in the Dow as I alluded to earlier. It's over to Darshan Mehta for the trade setup in India. Good morning, Darshan. How is it looking? Hi, Neeraj. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. It'll be difficult to read the markets today. The US markets were down sharply in trade yesterday. Asia is down in trade, but the Dow futures have surged 250 points. And the SGX Nifty is up also 50 points, indicating that it will be a positive opening for us. In terms of stocks to watch, HUL's board has approved the formation of a new 100% owned subsidiary. The company will be incorporated with an authorized share capital of 2000 crores and it's formed to leverage the growth opportunities in a fast-changing business environment and the subsidiary will help HUL in becoming more agile and customer-focused and that is as per the press release by the company. Now remember, HUL currently has almost 12 existing subsidiaries with anywhere between 75 to 100% shareholding. McQuarrie 
inquiry says that the new subsidiary can potentially have tax benefits and that's why it's formed. Tech Mahindra has acquired 100% stake in Zen3 Info Solutions, which is an artificial intelligence and cloud engineering company. $42 million will be paid upfront plus $22 million will be paid over the next three years linked to financial performances. Now, the acquisition enhances TechM's enterprise application practice and capabilities. Morgan Stanley says that the current revenue profile implies that the acquisition could add close to 1% of the revenues for Tech Mahindra. Indian Hotels had an analyst meet. The management reasserted it is remaining on track to achieve the targets outlined in Vision 2022. The focus remains on network growth, margin expansion, balance sheet betterment, and brand focus in expansion. The margin improvement remains strong and is on target for a 25% pre-in-AS adjustment. The highlighted openings and signings have been the highest ever this year as per the management and they are targeting to create ancillary brands and focus on Chambers and the Ginger brand. Lind India revenues down 26%, profit at 635 crores versus 15 crores and the profit is higher owing to an exceptional gain of 841 crores. The exceptional gain is on account of a sale of assets on slum sale basis. TVS Motor says that the coronavirus outbreak has impacted February production and they will see a 10% drop in planned February production. JSW Steel has been declared the preferred bidder for the Jajang Iron Ore block in Odisha. Camlin Fine Sciences said that the China Joint Ventures manufacturing facility has resumed operation. Some changes on the FNO side. InfoEdge, HDFC Life and Bandhan Bank will be part of the FNO from the March series, that is Feb 28th onwards. In brokerages, CLSA has cut Bharti Infotel's target to 200 from 230, maintaining a sell. UBS has raised Reliance target to 1840 from 1750, maintaining a buy. UBS sees a 270 target on Coal India as they believe volumes recovery will sustain. And HSBC upgrades SpiceJet to a buy, cut the target price to 110 from 120, and they believe valuations are near the trough. But there's much more you need to know before trade actually starts. For that, log on to our website, bloomberquin.com, and click on the All You Need to Know tab, and you'll be prepared for morning trade. Thanks for that, Darshan. And remember, we will be on the lookout for fresh sound bites from President Donald Trump's visit to India. If yesterday's Bonhomie is any precursor, we might be in for some positive surprises today. Cross fingers. Have a good day, everyone. I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you can listen to this show on the IBM Podcast app? On the IBM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyrus Says with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene of the Unseen with Amit Varma or Shunya One hosted by Shiladiti Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IBM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy. 